Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 in Rush with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Going to be sunny today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, sunny high of 36. Uh, it's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. You know what, Steve? People love missing this show and not hearing large blocks of it all the time. And when they do, they, uh, they know that they can always go and listen to the podcast later on whenever they feel like it. Today's podcast brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. They bring us the podcast every day. Every single day. So when you're missing large parts every single day, you have the option of catching up. We're missing large parts of today's show already. Some of us more than others. Uh, but we will get to a round of Am I the A-Hole because we haven't done that in uh, like a couple of weeks and with you know some guy coming in here hawking a $20 comedy show at dinner all the time. It's kind of, yeah, kind of hard to fit the important stuff in. Kind of got in the way. So yeah. we'll get to that. It's uh, just about 537 to Rock 102. Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 53 uh, and ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be sunny with a high of 39 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 36. It is 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, let's see, a musicologist. Are you a musicologist? Nah. Do you have to go to school for that to become a musicologist? I think you self-appoint yourself. Okay. Well, and I'm not the kind of guy that's just going to shine the spotlight on my greatness like that. Well, he uh, broke down the uh, reasons we either love or hate Paul McCartney's wonderful Christmas time. Um, uh, because it's proof that Paul did, in fact, die many years ago? Well, that's when you played the record backwards, right? Isn't that how that worked? No. Actually, I felt that way playing it forward. Oh. Well, anyway, uh, it, like it's simple structure and lyrics and the fact that he recorded it on a tinny-sounding synthesizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the structure, or lack thereof. The song's verse-chorus verse structure is a simple to a fault. At the same time, the song's harmonic patterns are diabolically complex. Uh, this guy, his name is uh, Nate Sloan. He says, these chords are deep and jazzy, drawing on the rich harmonic vocabulary of 1940s and 50s pop music when the, most of the current holiday canon was composed. That's when I raise my hand and say, excuse me, professor, but then why does it suck? Well, because of the synths, uh, the synth, I can't say, synth, synth. Uh, Paul recorded the uh, song with a synthesizer that was pretty new at the time. Its, ah. its sound is staccato, harsh, and tinny. Uh, synthesizers aren't terribly common in Christmas songs, but when they're used, they tend to be lush and sustained, adding an orchestral feel to the track. All right, you're overthinking this. The song stinks. That's all you need to know. Uh, Maybe the worst song he's ever written. Come on. Name one Paul McCartney song that's worse than that. Uncle Albert. Wrong. Uncle you know, Albert is significantly better. Yeah, I don't like that song. I'm not saying I like it, but uh, compared to that, please. Uh, and the uh, going into the lyrics, they are simple and repetitive. They don't say much other than, quote, we're here tonight, and that's enough. 
And the phrase simply having a wonderful Christmas time is repeated 17 times before the song is over, Ugh. which makes it so catchy and potentially I wanna, maddening. I want to pull my ears off after like three times of us singing it. Are you going to uh, control the music at the holiday party this year? Could you play that one over and over again? I'm going to have nothing to do with it. Whether you uh, love or hate it, Paul probably doesn't care. He earns uh, four hundred dollars to $600,000 every year Jeez. just from that one song. I'd be embarrassed. I would never want to walk out of the house. I would never want to. Well, I would. Yes, I would. For $400,000 a year for the one song, I wouldn't even have to write anything else. You write one giant piece of crap and be set for the rest of my life. My career has been peppered by extraordinarily embarrassing times. And I got to tell you, I'd rather not leave the house if that's what I had to show for it. <clears throat> Do you think they're only showing it because, or they only play it because it's Paul McCartney? Of course. Like if some, like random guy came up with that if if taylor swift had come up with that and i think that song is even beneath her people will be thinking of it uh, in a very different light well she did wham's last christmas but that's a beautiful song no it's not sure it it's is a horrible song that and this one is pretty horrible too anyway nominees for the uh, 2024 golden globes were announced yesterday and here's what's really important nicholas cage got a nod He's up for Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy for Dream Scenario, yet another recent movie he's been getting great reviews for. Nicolas Cage is, if you'll pardon the pun, a national treasure. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. See what I did there? I saw what you did there, and it, it, it hurts me inside to even hear it. Barbie and the TV show Succession have the most nods with nine apiece. Oppenheimer is next with eight, and Killers of the Flower Moon and the Emma Stone movie Poor Things both have seven. I really like Emma Stone. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Emma has two chances to win. She's nominated for both Poor Things and the TV drama The Curse. In the TV categories, The Bear and Only Murders in the Building have five nominations each. I haven't watched the latest season of Only Murders in the Building. Um... I've only gotten it's to good. season two. It, it, it's good. I, I I think the first two seasons are slightly better. It's kind of peaking, is it? It has peaked and it has gone downhill now. Right? It's it's peaked and everybody who's famous wants to be on that show. Yeah. Some shows just need to be ended after a season or two. Right. Because it's basically just a long movie that you're watching. I do like The Bear. That's a pretty good show. Yeah, that's uh gives you a little inside look to how a kitchen works. And how you don't really want to be involved in it. No, you do not. You don't want to be involved in a failing restaurant. Uh, speaking of only murders, Meryl Streep is up for a Golden Globe for her uh, supporting role in season three. That gives her 33 overall nominations, which extends her record. This will be the 81st Golden Globes. It's scheduled to go down Sunday, January 7th on CBS. No word yet on a host, but as you may have heard, several people have already turned it down. That includes Chris Rock. Yes, they actually asked Chris Rock to host an award show. As long as Will Smith doesn't show up, yeah, that's true. Other than uh, people who have allegedly, other people who have allegedly said no are Ali Wong, Will Arnett, Sean Hayes, and Jason Bateman. I wouldn't think Jason Bateman would be a good host for a show. He's a funny guy. Uh, but He'd be I don't, fine. I guess, yeah, but yeah, I, because they write all that stuff for those people anyway. Yeah, unless you're Chris Rock or you're Ricky Gervais. You're not, you're not really writing all your own jokes for those Even things. Even those guys, I'm sure, are getting plenty of help. Uh, here's your... Uh, here's, here's a weird story. You ready? But yeah. It involves somebody you like. Amy Schumer was originally going to star in the Barbie movie. When she quit, 
Anne Hathaway signed on. Hey, now. Obviously, that didn't happen either, and Anne thinks it's a lucky thing that it didn't. She says, quote, they hit a bullseye. If I believe that the version I was attached to could have done that, yeah, I might feel differently about it, but I genuinely think her film was the best possible version. She adds, I'm also a person who loves watching women kill it. I just do. I love it. And I also, uh, and to do so well, so undeniably that they actually had to write new records. Come on. Listen, uh, I can't believe Amy Schumer was considered for that. Movie. That's kind of where I'm stuck with it too. Yeah. I mean, you have you know, Margot Robbie is about as pretty as a pretty uh, as a pretty lady can get. Yeah, and it, she was your second, your your third choice. I know. Please, Anne, Anne Hathaway would have been uh, would have been number one or two. She's usually number one on my book anyway. And uh, Kim Kardashian threw a soccer themed birthday for her son. Some toddler kicked the ball right to her face. No kidding. Yep. Somebody must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had a ball to the face was in Radio gave me the teabag dragon, a grundle stilt skin, and that sex steak you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. You ever have the grundle stilt skin? No, I haven't, uh, but there must aim. be things that can be done. You got to aim high because they're on stilts. Uh, Caitlin? Oh, I never got that done. I spent a weekend in Vail on the slopes doing the nippy nut toss. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I gave her a Rhode Island clam cake. Now, forget Dell's. Did you ever have Chris's lemonade? That's no. how you make a soggy dog. Come on now. It's the only hot dog. It's, it's the only dog acceptable with ketchup. <laughs> You're welcome, Marty. And that's your Hollywood trash. I'm not going to do it. Win big. Do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lug Nuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want. Selection. Service. Which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford. 1025 Main Street, Holyoke service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks with the college football bowl schedule about to kick off in exactly four days. I must tell you, now is not the time for a lot of surprises or any sudden changes. It's 43 bowl games to get through this year between now and January 8th, and I'll be damned if someone's going to start causing problems and making selfish decisions to validate their own self-centered agenda. What the hell am I talking about? I'll tell you what the hell I'm talking about. Yesterday, Drake May, starting quarterback for the North Carolina Tar Heels, announced that he has decided to forego facing West Virginia in the upcoming Duke's Mayo Bowl on December 27th so that he can prepare himself to enter the NFL draft. You see, Drake May is arguably speaking the top-rated quarterback entering the draft. In fact, many are predicting that he could be the first player selected. And so, to maximize his value, he has decided to be skipping the pageantry and rich history of the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Well, let me tell you something, mister. The Duke's Mayo Bowl, formerly known as the Belk Bowl, the Monique Car Care Bowl, the Continental Tire Bowl, and the Queen City Bowl, as far back as 2002, has a proud and solid tradition of excellence. And while it may not seem that important to a kid who thinks he's going to be the number one pick in the draft, there's at least 54 other guys on your team who have dreamed about playing in the Duke's Mayo Bowl for nearly their entire lives. For some, the Duke's Mayo Bowl is all they got going on. And you think it's all about how it's only going to affect you? Listen, if everybody in your team felt that way, we wouldn't even be talking about Drake May right now. We'd be talking about somebody else. 
but because you're too important for the Duke's Mayo Bowl, your team has to be completely pivoting and preparing themselves to play on national television without you. You think they're having the same trouble at the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl or the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl or even the famous Idaho Potatoes Bowl? No, they will not because the kids playing in those proud matchups know how to be part of a team, whereas Drake May is only thinking about himself like a real jerk. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. If you're thinking, man, my toolbox is really boo-boo, there's a way to deal with it. Got a great deal going on at Rockies. Buy the Milwaukee 22-inch rolling toolbox and the three-door packout toolbox is free. Imagine that. Heck of a deal available right now at Rockies. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 615 and Stevie Nicks with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be, uh, let's see, uh, what is it? Sunny, sunny, 39 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 36. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. You like country music? Not uh, particularly, no. I uh, I, I kind of grew up uh, on listening to a lot of that because of the different generationals, uh, generations of my parents right. and then my siblings <laughs> where, you know, my dad was a, was a big... Um, uh, I, I, you know, Johnny Cash, a, a lot sure. of that stuff. Uh, well, in, in in fairness, let me just yeah. say that um, you know my grandmother had a, a big stack of eight track tapes that she got for a penny. Yeah, and uh, she had all that old country stuff, like the old Buck Owens type of stuff. Yeah, I could tolerate that. I could I could watch Hee Haw and not feel uh, uncomfortable. Well, that's kind of what I'm getting at here. Um, you know, there was there seemingly was you know in old country music, you know, folklore, like you know, you know, stories, uh, right? And, and yeah, some of it was was kind of humorous, you know, with especially when the '70s came around and they started doing the whole uh, what was the uh, the song? Uh, I'm gonna decorate our home. Like a wino, or oh, something yeah, like, something like that. Whatever, whatever it was, yeah. it, was it kind of you know funny, gl- glitzy, glammy. Um, yeah, when they made binge thing. drinking alcoholism fun. Yeah, yeah. See, they don't do that anymore. Yeah, no. You know, they, but uh, I'm reading this story here this morning about Morgan Wallen. We've seen Morgan Wallen's name at the top of uh, of lists this year, but this one's a little different. Someone who's a uh, way too because Morgan Wallen's like this really popular country artist crossover dude, right? Someone who's way too interested in booze looked at the top six hundred country songs on Spotify just to see which one mentions the word whiskey the most. Maybe you haven't noticed; it's a common theme in country music. Two songs tied for uh, for first: "Whiskey Glasses" by Morgan Wallen and "Whiskey on You" by Nate Smith. They both mention whiskey thirteen separate times. Hmm. They gave uh, Nate the edge, though, because maybe he did it in fewer words. Whiskey Glasses is over 500 words long, and Whiskey on You is under 350 words. The word whiskey makes up 4% of the lyrics, or one in every 27 words. <laughs> Even people who drink that much whiskey don't recite whiskey that much. Yeah, that's true. In the normal, everyday conversation. Well, because you're you're worried about your problem, and you don't want anybody to know, so you're not going to keep talking about whiskey all the exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, here's the here's the rest of their top ten songs that mention whiskey the most. Me and the Whiskey by Whitey Morgan in the 78s. <laughs> okay. Eleven mentions. Me on Whiskey by Morgan Wan, nine. Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton. That's nine. Must 
That's actually not a bad song. Have you ever heard of that one? No, that, I haven't. That's actually pretty good. Must be the whiskey by Cody Jinx, eight times. Okay. Uh, do you know any of these? People? I don't yeah. know any of these. Whiskey and Rain by Michael Ray. Mm-hmm. This is eight. Wine, beer, and whiskey by Little Big Town. That has six references. Friends in Low Places by uh, Chris Gaines. Okay. Sure. Or Garth Brooks, whatever one you want to do. Uh, five. The live version has six. Have you ever noticed this phenomenon? And you know, you yeah. obviously listen a little bit more country than I do. Yeah. Um, that no one sings songs about cirrhosis of the liver or being too drunk to maintain a rigid erection. <laughs> yeah. You never hear that in country music. Yeah. Where's uh, Where's Yellow Eyes? Where's Where's Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, where's a, a jaundice on the on the on the on the mountaintop? I drank so much my pancreas fell yeah, out. He yeah, was, that would be a great country song. We called him Yellow Belly, but that wasn't because he was afraid. <laughs> he was just dying of cirrhosis, and he had that ascites thing going on. Uh, and a tie, cocaine and whiskey by theme dirty by I'm sorry, them dirty roses. And Ain't Worth the Whiskey by Cole Swindle. Four mentions each. Here are a few more. Talladega by Eric Church. Uh, One Number Away by Luke Combs. Whiskey Lullaby by Brad Paisley. And Marry Me by Thomas Rhett. They all name check whiskey three separate times. Wow. That's pretty cool, isn't that's, it? Uh, that's interesting that uh, they're so fixated on that one thing. And uh, I've, I, I told you I'm a big fan of this, uh, this TikTok called There I Ruined It. Yeah. Right? And uh, this one is called In Memory of Country Music, What Bro Country Sounds Like to People Who Don't Like Bro truck Country. jeans, beer, girl, creek boots, truck, tan legs, train, dog, beer, Dixie cup. Got a beer in my beer and a Chevy in my truck. Got a dog at the wheel, cut off jeans, truck. Dirt road, back road, beer, moonlight, red, white, and blue, girl, Friday night. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's uh, every bit as nauseating as the real stuff. Yeehaw, Baxi! Who wants to drink some whiskey and ride my pickup truck? Hi, everybody. My name is Duke, and I'm an alcoholic. You know what the worst thing is? What? These guys get laid all the time, and I'm really jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Bear whiskey Listen, beer! If I had listened to this music all day, they did you a favor. That's right, damn it! It's 621 on Rock 102. Hi. We're with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. It's, uh, well, I'll have Dan Brown give you the forecast because he's really, really, really good at it. Uh, an exciting round of Am I the A-Hole coming up later on this morning, too. That will be so great. Yeah. Yes. I guess so. No, I'm real. Listen, I'm ready for it. D- define great. Great like it's one thing I don't have to work uh, entirely too hard on. Ah. Uh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we just we just kind of just read stuff off the internet. Simple. Yeah, read stuff and talk about it. We can get we can do that nearly every day. Uh, would you like to laugh? What the heck? All right. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. <laughs> now I pr- you probably know the answer to this one. What is a pirate's favorite letter? I don't know, Steve. You, What's you, a, you can say it if you if you know it. Um, R. Yeah. So everybody thinks it's R. But a pirate's first love be the sea, Baxi. Ah, the sea. Yeah, you see, because yeah, they like they like floating on the water. Oh, that sea. Yeah.
Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your one. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Police in West Springfield are looking for the public's help uh, with information involving a white SUV suspected of hitting a teenager in a crosswalk. According to the department, around 4.52 p.m. on Sunday, a 15-year-old was struck by a white SUV. The vehicle was traveling north on Piper Road when it turned left onto Amostown Road and hit the boy, which sent him to the ground. The SUV did not stop and continued northwest on Amostown Road. This, as Piper Road continues to be an ongoing safety concern for residents in the area, nearly one year ago, a 25-year-old woman and her dog were killed while walking across a crosswalk on that same road. Construction recently finished at Piper in Monastery Avenue where that deadly accident happened almost a year ago. West Springfield town officials say it's all part of a bigger plan to address the safety issues in the area of Piper nearby Amostown uh, in the area of Piper nearby Amostown Road also equipped with speed bumps uh, in efforts to slow drivers down. They put speed bumps over there? I had no idea. It's been a, it's been a long time since I used to drive around there i haven't been on amos town road in a while i haven't seen them i've been on piper road i have they're not on piper road yet. yeah um, i mean i remember people you know taking those uh those streets pretty quick yeah. a whole lot quicker than necessary you know I, I i they're a pain in the ass i get it like you know to slow you down and all that stuff but honestly there's too many people that do this and, and you ever see those speed tables they like kind of ramp up. I've yeah, seen, I've seen them in Suffield. It's the only one I've really seen is in Suffield. Uh, I don't even know what road it's on. It's like the back way from Westfield to the airport, um, right. off a of one eighty seven or something like that. But it, it's like this road that connects to Suffield, and they it's it's a it starts with like a, a like a reverse triangle, and you can see one little bar, and then it you know gets a big triangle at the end, and then right. it kind of bumps over. So it's basically it's ramping up to slow you down, right? Kind of thing. Well, you know, they put uh, speed bumps on uh, William Street in yeah. Long Meadow. Remember that, like by uh, like behind the big Y, yeah, over yeah. there. The first time I went over it, yeah, I've been going down that street for years, and I didn't even think about it. The first yeah. time I went over it, I was like doing some like Dukes of Hazard type of stuff. I yeah, had no idea. You're not expecting it. I was. I was. Yeah. I think I was airborne. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I heard Boss Hog from behind, uh, uh, you know, Kidley Wing saying, "There goes Bax again." Yeah. And then all I just kept on driving. You paused midway, and uh, Moylan Jennings came over and said, "Will Bax make it to the shot shop to get his lip injections?" <laughs> I don't think so. He thought he was looking for the cock of the walk, but yeah. hadn't been there for years. Uh, yeah, so the the speed bump, uh, it it, does, it can bottom out a car. You know, I, they reduced the size of them in Westfield. Yeah. And when they first put them in, they put them in probably about 10 years ago, I think. that Right on Elm Street, they mm-hmm. put in like these like cr- crosswalks, but they're there's speed bumps, and it says, you know, speed bump. But I think they took one of them out because it doesn't seem like. Really? Yeah, it doesn't mm. seem like they're as, like you just said, Duke's a hazard like uh, they were at when in the beginning, yeah. and now they're not. Well, I just know that part of West Springfield, you know, people think, well, it's just a small residential area. I can easily go 50, 60 miles an hour down the street. No, you really shouldn't. And, uh, you know, here's a perfectly good reason why. Oh, oh I guess they removed those ones in Suffield. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Well, yeah. I was gonna give you a a tour of uh, 
northern Connecticut and western Massachusetts by putting out a map of where all the speed dumps were. <laughs> and I uh, thank God uh, I found out that that one doesn't exist anymore. Well, so there the you more go. you know. Uh, but the guy running away from the, uh, or whoever it was driving the, the SUV. Yeah, that's not right. But they still haven't caught that other guy who, uh, luckily that kid survived, the one up in Hadley. Remember last year? We were looking for a white van. Yeah. And they never found the white <clears throat> van or that we know of. It's yeah, weird because of all the like of all the cameras that are everywhere. You'd think you'd be able to just easily. Yeah, but find you know, a lot somebody. of these a lot of these cameras, and you've seen this before. You know, grainy footage out of you know, out of uh you know, out of focus. Sometimes it's hard to read the plate yeah. on on some of these uh on some of this footage. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, you know, because they're not always great cameras either. You know, blurries. Uh, a Pittsfield man was arrested in Russell Friday evening and is now facing several reckless driving charges. According to the Russell Montgomery Police, around 7.30 p.m. on Friday, while officers were hosting Santa at the police station, officers were sent to an erratic operator on Huntington Road, which is Route 20 in Russell. Upon arrival, officers encountered a heavily impaired driver who expressed intent to return to Pittsfield. I expressing intentions to return to Pittsfield. <laughs> uh, sir, I believe it's pronounced Pittsfield. Have you ever been there? <laughs> uh, as the situation unfolded, the operator escalated matters by challenging officers to a physical altercation. That might have been a mistake. What? Ah, put him up. Put him up. I'm ready to go at Come you. Come on. Put up your dukes. Yeah. Additional officers were called for backup, and the uh, combative operator was successfully taken into custody. Police also discovered 62 nip bottles in the vehicle before being towed away. <laughs> 62? All right, well, they may not have had all 62 at once. It doesn't matter. Why are you carrying around 62 of them? Maybe he's waiting for, uh, I don't know, uh, to get a deposit back. You know, I, you know. And when, after hearing this, I'm like, well, at least they're in his car and not on my front lawn like they usually are. See, yeah. he's being environmentally uh, you know, conscious. Yeah, he, by not uh, by not littering, he's just putting him underneath the seat or in the back row. The male from Pittsfield—they don't know who he is—but the male from Pittsfield now faces charging, including third offense operating under the influence. That's kind of not that surprising if you have sixty-two nip <laughs> bottles in there. This ain't your first uh, dog and pony show. Now I wonder if he cleaned out the car in between arrests. I probably they'll never catch me with an open container again, and then I think you only get twenty in the back or in the back seat. Now forty, now sixty. They're they're all they're all mostly fireballs, because I think you can get those for pretty cheap. There's like there was one full ten pack. Yeah. Then you got okay, and then you got one, two, three, four more that are full, and then you have uh, the rest of them are empty. They're empty fireball ones. Right. But then there's also this this 10-pack of Smirnoff nips and, like, five empty ones, I think. Or the, those are full, actually. So let me ask you this. Is yeah. he just drinking right from the bottle, or is he mixing cocktails in between, uh, in between drives? I would imagine this is something that you probably just, you know, consume, mm. uh, you know. You know, like, uh, I, I take every once in a while, I'll take one of them five-hour energy shots. Right. You know, and then uh, after after like a month or two, I'll have to clean up four or five of those <laughs> off the floor of the car. Yes, uh, but uh, th- this is a little extreme. You know, um, I always uh, am surprised when I see people buying uh, Fireball by the brick. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like to, to me, there's like an end game there. A brick of fireball? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They buy like the 10-pack of uh, of shots. It's it's like a small brick. Like you could build a Well, that's what this a is. A wall. That's yeah. what this is. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, always kind of, I'm always kind of interested in the mindset that says I could buy one giant bottle or I could buy a whole bunch of these small ones and still get the same kind of uh, damage and cirrhosis. Listen, it's been long known that nip bottles are for the alcoholic. There's no other reason why anybody would buy. Maybe if you're cooking with something, mm-hmm. you get, uh, you know, Betty who wants to go in there and make a nice rum cake, but she only needs two shots of rum in the thing to make for the flavor, so she goes and buys the the two shots of rum. Right. But for the most part, the reason why they are on the counter for a discount price is to just, it's a money grab, A, and B, they know that there's uh, alcoholics out there who are going to grab that stuff up. Lots of alcoholics have that uh, that impulse buying thing where they say, ooh, what else? Oh, I see uh, long pretzel rods. So there's some uh, uh, beef jerky. Oh, look at this. A uh, 66 proof uh, you know, cinnamon flavored whiskey. I think I'll have that instead. Yes, because I only have money left for that. <laughs> my life is in shambles. I've spent all my money on other things, and I have uh, only have uh, yeah. $2 to my name well, so I can get a nip. And uh, I could get a bag of pretzels, but I'll get another nip instead. I uh, I strongly urge you that if you're looking to get drunk, go for a higher proof alcohol, like a 151 or you know some Everclear, some good grain alcohol. Yeah, so much more cost effective. You know, I wonder if this guy was uh, riding Route 20 back to Pittsfield because uh, that construction on I-90 through. Oh yeah, through the uh, through the Berkshires there with the with the big bridge. No wonder he was drinking so much. Oh, that's a, that's an extra. That's a long commute. <laughs> it sure is. The uh, Russell Montgomery Police Department extends gratitude to witnesses who promptly reported the incident, preventing potential harm that night. Yeah. As much as we joke about this, this guy could have killed somebody too. You know, sixty-two nip bottles. How many did he consume that night? That's a good question. I don't think he. Uh, it was all sixty-six. He's kind of surprised by that. Yeah, but it, it looks like, you know, maybe 30 or 40 of them are the ones that have drank. So do, I wonder if he drank them all in one day or, you know, man, who knows? I mean, a guy with three DUIs probably drank them all in one day. Yeah, his tolerance is probably built up. The uh, Holland Police Department is currently searching for a man who fled on foot from officers during a motor vehicle stop on Sturbridge Road. This was in the area of the Holland Elementary School. Police indicate that the man is Caucasian. No other information on his appearance has been given at this time. According to police, the individual may have court warrants uh, that caused him to flee. Police say there is no danger to the public. Uh, multiple agencies, canines, and the air wing uh, were in the area. And uh, they said 22 will, will bring you the updates, but I, I doubt They're not going to give us anything. Uh, on the fifth night of Hanukkah, the local Jewish community gathered to celebrate the Festival of Lights in one Hamden County town. Uh a grand menorah was lit on the Longmeadow Town Green Monday evening, and Bud Williams was there to wish everybody a merry, merry Hanukkah. <laughs> he was not. He, no, he wasn't there. The uh, popular gilt drop uh, also returned as a special treat for kids in attendance with the assistance of the Longmeadow Fire Department. 22 News spoke with the leaders of the Jewish faith who told them uh, they are also keeping those uh, impacted by the war in Israel close to their hearts. We appreciate the solidarity of the many people in our community with the Jewish people while there is a war raging in Israel, said uh, Rabbi uh, Noach Kosofsky. 
We uh, all hope the hostages can come home safely and that it should be a miracle of its uh, its own miracle of Hanukkah. Now, um, well, one of the reasons why I read this story was not only to acknowledge that, you know, Hanukkah is going on right now. Right. But uh, the 22 News and their, and their thing, in one Hamden County town, H-A-M-D-E-N. <sighs> now, yeah. there's been a spelling thing going on. And it's not Sierra Speller over at 22 News. Right. Did you see, I sent you the picture last week. Yeah. That that was amazing to me that that was not picked up on by a producer or somebody on the set. There was a really unfortunate story about a woman who was on vacation down in the Carolinas and she uh, died by a shark attack. However, the cryon, is that what you call it? Uh, the Chiron. Chiron? Yes. Well, it's more like a cryon, actually. If you're going to call it a cryon, then you are basically as guilty as the pr- people who are about to, you're about to uh, uh, out. The, uh, the what is it, Tryon? Tryon? Cryon? Chiron. 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 No, 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 that's the planet that Superman was from. No, 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 Steve. That's Krypton. Oh, no. No, that's the thing by three doors down. No, Steve, that's kryptonite. Um, but their, their their headline was, Boston woman killed in shark attack. Well, you know, I mean, uh, we've all been there. Yeah, yeah. We all know what a sloppy situation it can be. I just, it really amazes me how so many mistakes get made by places like a like a news station. Yeah. Like, uh, we, listen, I told you, this is like a college radio show. We are allowed to be jerks and allowed to mess things up. Because I, the bar of expectation is so much lower for us. Right, but I don't present myself as being any sort of intelligent person. There's a lot of words that I haven't worked out yet. Yeah, uh, right. Been introduced to, you mm-hmm. know, so like I'm learning as I go. I, I, my life is a constant learning process. Right. But a shard attack. Yeah. Uh in in open waters. I I kind of wonder how, you know, the families feel when, you know, you're you're reading the story about your loved one yeah. who was killed in a shark attack and you're like, "Wait a minute, she died of a shark attack?" <laughs> Who's not telling us the truth? I didn't see that in the obituary. Yeah, where was the where's the toxicology report? We need to find this out. I I just find it like kind of sloppy. <laughs> it's just sloppy work. The the whole idea of news people are supposed to be m- right. better than everybody else, but they're not. They're not. Yeah, the funny thing is it's not just Springfield news. I mean, this happens in news stations all across the country. It really does. Yeah. Now, I can understand, like, Hamden and Hamden, okay? Hamden, Connecticut doesn't have the P. Hamden County has got the P. Right. Hamden, the town of Hamden, we've got a P. We've got a really big P. But Hamden, Connecticut doesn't. So, you know, let's just say that this was written by someone who grew up in Connecticut and really be held responsible for... Such a tiny and minuscule oversight. Yes, yes, I agree. They probably should. They probably should be. And you know what? I don't know what kind of problems that producer was having who had uh, who was writing the shart uh, line on there, but uh, maybe he needs to see a doctor. Well, I mean the the T and the K and the keyboard are only like uh, you know five or six buttons away. Yeah, it's it's not close. 
It's not close. You sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 41. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It is 34, or 33 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Three words. It's 650 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, We just gave you the forecast. I don't need to do that again. Uh, real quick, Rock 102 yeah. has given you 12 chances to win great prizes throughout the month of December with a 12 days of prize miss. You just go to rock102.com. And you sign up, and every weekday uh, throughout the uh, the through uh, December nineteenth, we'll give away a two hundred dollar value gift to one of twelve local businesses. These are businesses that include North Elm Butcher Block, On Point Connections, The Gold Trader, Hilltown Chic, Jimmy's Pub, Renewed.com, and more. Plus, it's a uh, it's two hundred dollars. It's the yeah. twelve days of prizes from Rock One Hundred Two, Springfield's Classic Rock. Have you gotten invited to any uh, Christmas parties? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Is there some you don't want to go to? No, it's actually some uh, some folks we haven't uh, done much with in a long time, and it's uh, actually kind of looking forward to spending yeah. a few moments with them. We have our uh, holiday party this week, and uh, I have changed my plans, and I will not be attending that oh, uh, geez, this year. I know, I know. A, well, I got, the, I got other stuff to do. Well, I'll be there, and I'll yeah. uh, make sure that uh, yeah. your uh, your good cheer will be spread to all. Well, my I still ha- owe a secret Santa gift to somebody, and you're going to have to kind of witness that how that's received. I'll take a video because I well, I always you know I always do that crazy wrapping job. Sure, uh, and you're going to do the same this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Fair enough. Very much so. But uh, anyway, it's okay to RSVP no to Christmas parties. Yeah, well, because you know, everyone's being invited all the time. Yeah, and the holidays are a very busy, uh, busy moment. Uh, a new survey, survey, survey said. There you go. Uh, found that uh, politely declining invitations to holiday parties can be good for your mental health. Seventy-seven percent of Americans have accepted an invitation to an event they didn't really want to go to because it seems rude to say no. But the study fa- uh, found hosts usually don't mind as much as we think. Mm. People in the study assumed it would leave the host disappointed, angry, and less likely to invite them to future events, but that was not the case. In general, people understand you can't make it to everything, and we majorly overestimate how upset someone will be. They might feel a tad slighted, but they'll probably won't hold it against you. I'll feel more slighted if you RSVP that you're going to go and you don't show up. Well, I already RSVP'd yes to the holiday party, but then something came up, and then uh, I'm not going to go to that anymore. Did you tell somebody that you're not going to go? Yes, I did. All I right. Told well, then the, you're, I, you're in the clear. I told Aaron. The, the, she was the one coordinating that whole thing anyway. And I said, uh, listen, I got, uh, I'm got. i doing a thing for Rick's place on Thursday. Uh, yeah. You know, a, over that's at Westfield State. Certainly so, reasonable. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not like I don't want to – well, I don't want to hang out with all of you. But uh, <laughs> but it's not like I don't want to hang out with all of you. You don't want to hang out with some of them. Some of them. Well, I mean, I don't want to hang out with some of them while I'm here. But I just have no, to I understand that. that. But it, was just, but it was just like, you know, me, you, Aaron, Alex, a couple other people. That'd be about it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing this out of malicious behavior. You know what I mean? No, you just found something better to do. Yes, uh, yes, I'm representing our radio station in a good light. I'm sorry. Yeah, and it's, I, and I'm it's sorry char- I can't right. go to your stupid holiday party. What you're doing is you're spreading peace on earth and yeah. goodwill towards men while everybody else is going to get drunk in a bar. Yeah, well, I, uh, yes, and enjoy, you know, food and, and, and camaraderie. <laughs> Me, and, meanwhile, yeah. we're going to try to accumulate 60 nip bottles in a car. Yeah, you know what? That's uh, that's the way to do it. That's the Russell way. <laughs> 
How do you drink? Uh, like I'm in Russell. Oh, 62 nip bottles, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's well, quite the take. On a, on a slow weekend, maybe 62. The uh, the studies uh, found saying no to some of those invites can be good for your mental health if it helps you avoid holiday burnout. Just don't be a Grinch and skip all of them. Socializing in general is good for your mental health. I agree with that. It's yeah. it's, it's it's good to be among people. Is there these the holidays can be difficult times for people? Yeah, you know, with the you know some people get to you know, very depressed. Some people are you know, are alone during the holidays. You know, to be out with amongst friends is actually uh, you know, very fulfilling, very healthy. You know, as much as I appreciate a lunch uh, party, how come we don't do the the whole? Remember, we used to do this like big to do where we'd all go out and dress up and. Go to a nice place for dinner oh, and yeah. uh, have dancing and yeah. all that good stuff. How come we don't do that? You anymore? could bring a plus one. You if could you bring a plus to. one. Yeah, you right. might even be able to bring a plus two if you're that kind of guy. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but uh, we don't do that anymore. No, and I think the reason why we don't do that is because we're cheap. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're spot on with that. Hmm. Because I I even enjoyed the ones that we had after the holidays. You know, having the one like mid January. Yeah, yeah, that's fine because it's beyond the whole hustle and bustle yeah. no of the one's, holiday season. No one's trying to squeeze you know ten pounds of stuff in a five pound bag. You know, that, that right. that's kind of nice when you're having your holiday yeah. party in February. Yeah. Yes, everything's cheaper, but we're able to have a bigger party. Yeah, and I wish we I wish we could do that again, but sadly we won't get our Christmas wish this year. This is going to sound kind of weird. Yeah. But uh, I kind of miss. Seeing the, some of those plus ones. I do, too. Yeah, there were some people that uh, are uh, in, in federal employees who were uh, married to or attached to. We don't see those folks anymore. Yeah, they were very funny, entertaining people. Yeah. You know? Now now what? Now we're going to we get hang out with people we see every single freaking day. And then you get to a peek in their lives to see what their lives are like outside of this place. Listen, we've seen some crazy stuff at those old parties. Yeah. But stuff that's absolutely bananas. You don't see that anymore. Yeah, where is where is the where is the camaraderie back here again? We need that. <laughs> we should go bowling. That's a great way to bring or back some laser spirit. tag. Laser tag, yeah. right? We yeah. should all get matching sports blazers. Bowling. Who wants to go bowling? You want to go bowling? I mean, bowling is a rush. I'd rather have a nice dinner. Like I'd rather have a sit down, have a nice like you know uh, three course meal, mm-hmm. and uh, chew the fat with my coworkers. You know, the last time we did that yeah. was when our uh, when Jerry retired. Yeah, that yeah. was a nice uh, nice event. He deserved it. Yeah, and then uh, but we haven't done anything since then. No. Yeah, nah, well, well, here enjoy, enjoy your enjoy your chicken fingers. <laughs> Does everybody have enough dipping sauce? Yeah, has everybody got enough honey mustard? Because that's the one thing we don't want to lack this year is honey mustard. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> That's that's Pat Kelly, the tiny Tim. <laughs> he doesn't it's, need crutches because of a physical ailment. He just needs crutches. It's just for the balance. It's <laughs> 658 to Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks with the Los Angeles Dodgers signed free agent phenom Shohei Otani to a uh, meet to the mediest contract in professional sports on Saturday. I could not help but wonder, how's everybody else going to get paid? It did not occur to me at the time that perhaps 
Uh, through some trickery and manipulation, the Dodgers could sign a guy to a 10-year contract worth $700 million and save money doing it. But that's exactly what just happened. You see, anybody can make $70 million a year on paper. But can you pay a guy $70 million every year for the next 10 years? The answer is, of course you can. Follow me here. According to the provisions of his new contract, Otani will only receive $2 million a year to play for the Dodgers. That's less than the Red Sox paid for starting pitcher Nick Pavetta last season with his 4.04 ERA and the 23 home runs he surrendered. The remaining $68 million a year will be deferred until the year 2034. From there, he'll receive regular payments until the year 2043 when he turns 49 years old, long after his playing career is over. Now, that's all well and good if you signed a $700 million contract, but what if you're just an average Joe, just looking to make ends meet? How practical would that be for a guy back here on planet Earth? Let's say, for example, that you made $70,000 a year. Using the same mathematical formula and putting in the hands of an idiot like myself to do the calculations, that means that you would have an annual income of $2,000. And while I'm sure we could all use an extra two grand, stretching that out over a full 12-month period would be challenging even amongst some of the cheapest in the world. And while I admit that my numbers could be way off, my calculations uh, would say it takes 11 years before I would be able to enjoy, enjoy the bulk of my deferred earnings. Would I be willing to live that way? Probably not, but it's a matter of scale. Shohei Otani can probably live on $2 million a year, whereas I could not live with the same size piece of pie because that would be stupid, unless you're him and most of us are not. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. So you walk into the Westfield Rockies and see a big smile at the register. That's eat it. You can, uh, you can, you can, you can see her for a couple of Rockies gift cards. She'll take care of you. Good people like eat it in Westfield and rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 712 and Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be sunny today with a high of 41 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 40. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. How's about a round of Am I the A-hole? Yes. Well, I'm not asking you to answer, man. I don't know why you keep doing that, but you do. Well, you asked me how about another round. I- another round of this, of this thing that we do. It's other people we're trying to find out if they're the A-hole or not. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I really yeah. wish we had talked this through. Uh, anywho, uh, this one it's from a this is from like a teenager. Okay. Okay. And this is actually you know kind of something that most people should be, be aware of. Uh, am I the a hole for yes. calling? Okay. For uh, calling the police when the parents I babysit for were late. I sixteen uh, sometimes babysit on weekends. My mom's coworker needed a babysitter, and she gave him my number. I agreed to babysit three kids from two p.m. until eight thirty p.m. because the parents had some sort of party to go to. Right? Okay. It went okay, but the parents didn't get back at eight thirty. I at nine, I tried calling them, but he, they they didn't pick up. The I guess the dad. I texted a few times at nine thirty. I tried calling again and again at ten and at ten thirty. I tried calling my parents, but my dad was at a work dinner and my mom didn't pick up. I tried calling the parents of the kids again, but they still weren't picking up or responding. At 11.30-ish, I called the police because I didn't know what else to do, and I was worried something might have happened to the parents, too. Mm. 
They came and around the uh, and around the same time the parents came back, the dad screamed at me, and he's very upset, very upset. Uh, she said she called the police because I was worried about the parents not picking up being late, and uh, I really had to get home, not to involve the cops or anything like that, but I did what I had to do. So am I the a-hole for calling the police? No. You're no. absolutely not. If you've, if you've made multiple efforts to reach the parents and they're not picking up the phone yeah. while you, someone's watching their children. And it's now two hours past the, th- th- almost three hours past the time that you said you were going to be home. Yeah. I mean, not for nothing. If uh, the babysitter was calling me multiple times, I could see that on the, on the phone. Yeah. I think something might be wrong with the kids. I would think so, too. Uh, how do you not want to care about your own children? Or, you know, a, a, a simple text yes. to a babysitter would be like, hey, is everything okay over there? Okay, fine. Hey, I'm going to be a little bit later than we thought. Are you okay with that? That's exactly okay. what should have happened. Okay, you're not. Okay, well, I'll be home as soon as I possibly can. That's all you have to do. Yeah, as opposed to you uh, getting loaded at a party and assume, assuming, well, you know, our kids are in the hands of a 16-year-old girl with a cell phone. What could possibly go wrong? Nothing. Nothing at all. Moving on to another one. Yeah, okay. Am I the a-hole for punishing my stepdaughter for a joke? My wife and I have been married for 10 years. We have a nine-year-old son together. My wife also has a, quote, adopted daughter who's 16. It's not really her daughter, and she's not exactly adopted. Technically, it's my wife's niece. Her parents abandoned her, and my wife took her in. Uh, She is the brattiest, rudest, most annoying child, but I try to tolerate her because it means a lot to my wife. Okay, well, you just told us that, she, <laughs> that she's been through a pretty traumatic experience. Anyway, yesterday was my son's ninth birthday, and we threw a small party, family only. My son insisted that we play a game in which we have to say what superpower we want to have, and he would tell us what weakness uh, we would have. Okay. When, I, when, when it was my turn, I told him I wanted to be invisible. He said, you will be invisible, but your penis won't be. <laughs> right? <laughs> And my stepdaughter then chimes in and says, good, you'll still be very hard to notice then. Well, that's what mom said anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then she bursted out laughing. I found it for two weeks and can't have her phone back for a month. My wife thinks I overreacted to a child's joke that I am, in fact, the a-hole, but she embarrassed me in front of everyone, and I believe she deserves the punishment. Okay. I, I don't even really need to, to kind of analyze this. He's an a-hole. I mean, really listen, is. this kid has gone through a, an awful lot, but if they're writing comedy material at a 12th grade level, I think you have to do whatever you can to foster that talent. No. That's, that's a great joke. You you hang on to that kid. And yeah. that kid, uh, you start encouraging that kid to start writing more material. And then what you do is you tell that kid that on Thursday nights you can have uh, comedy <laughs> and a dinner, dinner for just 20 for bucks. 20 bucks, but this guy's not going to like it. No. Yeah, or are you going to deny your kid a chance to sit on the same stage as Marty Caproni? What, uh, what kind of person are you to get so offended by a kid? Well, I've had kids say things to me before that were like, all right, man, you clearly don't know your audience. Uh, That might be offensive to some people, including myself. Not to say that I'm any better than anybody else, but I can usually laugh when the joke is really, really good. And I'm not likely to get offended by a joke. 
Now, if I'm getting uh, offended by, say, someone's behavior or you know by someone's words, not in a joking fashion, that's different. This thing was teed up and she hit it out of the park. That's a great gag. Ba-bam! Ba-boom! And uh, he's just upset that yeah. he was uh, yeah. that he didn't come up with a good joke yeah. like that for he, somebody else. He's the a hole. But uh, hey, uh, maybe mom was right. <laughs> <laughs> I think if somebody gets so upset about something like that, maybe there's some you know there's some sort of truth to it. Yeah, maybe there's been some conversation that uh, been overheard over the, the period of time. Um, you know, maybe the mom uh, is closer to the uh, the adopted daughter than she thinks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe they they share stories. You wouldn't believe what I have to deal with, you know, <laughs> spilling the tea. Uh, do you want to do one more? Sure. Uh, am I the, uh, let's see, which one's this one? Uh, there's a couple here. I don't know. You want to hear a holiday one? Sure, why not? All right. Am I the a-hole for disinviting my brother-in-law from Christmas because he keeps telling my son to call me by my first name? My husband has three brothers. Charlie and Mike are in their 30s while Spencer is five years old. Spencer is their half-brother from their dad's second marriage. That's got to be weird. Yeah, that's weird. Their father passed away shortly after Spencer was born. Well, (laughs) here's your half-brother. I'm going to leave you. I'm going to leave all of you kids with him, uh, and uh, I'll I'll be taken off. I was too old to have this child to begin with. But anyway, two years ago, Spencer's mother went to prison. My husband and I began fostering him. It didn't take long for him to actually feel like our son. As it was, my husband and Spencer didn't have a very brotherly relationship given the 30-year age gap. He was more of an uncle. Six months ago, Spencer's mom lost her parental rights. My husband and I have been working on adopting him. It should be finalized after Christmas. Spencer is so excited. He's been calling us mama and daddy for a little over a year now, so this basically, is, so this is just basically all legal, not changing how we feel in our hearts. Charlie and Mike have been supported throughout the whole ordeal for the most part, but we faced a road bump recently. When Spencer began calling us Mama and Daddy, Charlie found that odd. He said that we were not his parents. I said, legally, yes, we are. I said he doesn't have to be Uncle Charlie if he doesn't want to be, but we are raising him. Charlie says that uh, we're basically erasing their dad from Spencer's life. I said... No, we talk about him and Spencer's biological mother often. This won't be a secret. As it is, Spencer is very smart and is aware that he only came to live with us two years ago. Mike and my husband have been uh, both told Charlie to let it go. I've noticed, however, that when talking to Spencer, he refers to my husband and myself by our first names. He'll say, or he'll say, ask your brother, referring to my husband, or go show your sister-in-law when referring to me. Mm. Spencer is confused because he knows my husband is his brother but doesn't look at him like that. We've tried to talk to him about uh, about it, but Charlie claimed it's a force of habit. We're trying to get let it go, but one then one day Charlie corrected Spencer when he called me mama and said, no, that's Kate. Spencer got confused and said, no, that's mama. Charlie told them that I'm not his mother, and that only upset the kid even further. Uh, I've had enough, frankly. Spencer is our son. We gave, uh, we have him in therapy, and he also asked Charlie and Mike to attend family therapy with us. Only Mike has agreed. I told my husband that I don't want Charlie at Christmas because we're hosting if he's just going to upset Spencer and undermine our place as his parents. My husband said it's completely up to me, so I told Charlie he either stops correcting Spencer or he can't come at all. And now Charlie is mad and says, I'm keeping his brothers from him at Christmas. I said, if my husband wants, he can go visit him. And if he wants to see Spencer, he can promise to stop undermining my place. Charlie uh, called me dramatic. So am I the A? 
<sighs> I think in this situation, you want to simplify things as much as you possibly can. Yeah. And I don't think anyone's trying to simplify anything here. Here's another uh, piece to the pie. You ready? Yeah. The mother-in-law wants all the boys at Christmas to spend time together. Of course. You know? So yeah. you, you, maybe you should just suck it up and do it for mom this year. And then next year. Yeah, next thing you go back to all the dysfunction. Yeah. But until I, then, fake it. Well, I mean, th- there's obviously a little jealousy going on here. Yeah, you think? Papa seemed like a rolling stone is what it seems like. It here. seems like wherever he laid his hat with his ho- was his home. I mean, if your mother, if the mother of the kid is in prison. Yes. And the father has since passed away because clearly he impregnated somebody who was. Right. You know, uh, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I think, uh, I think Charlie might be the a-hole here. You might be right. Yeah. yeah. Telling this kid what's the matter. Nothing. Oh. No, nothing's about it. Oh, you're looking at me weird. No, I'm just looking at the time. That's all. Oh, is it time to go? It's probably time to go. Oh, well, there you go. There's another uh, horrible round of Am I the no, it, was, it was terrific. What are you well, talking about? Well, we really didn't get into the family therapy portion of this whole last story. I know, but it's 723. You know, the court ordered uh, them to all get together in a room. The court said so? The court said so. Mm. Tuesday nights. An alternating weekend. Yes. It's uh, almost 724 on Rock 102. Springfield. It's 726 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's really good at it. Uh, Tomorrow, we're going to be having uh, all kinds of guests in here tomorrow. Uh, Today's show, uh, guest free, but tomorrow is totally different. Tomorrow is uh, a whole lineup of uh, great stuff. Marty Caproni. Uh Uh-huh. And then uh, comedian Steve Veccarelli, who's uh, doing a show Friday night at uh, Loft Comedy Club, but not that uh, special one. No, that's okay. happening. That that one's on Thursday. Although, the Steve Veccarelli's Friday. Friday, and that is $20, but there's no dinner along with it. But that's okay, because it's going to be a great show, and I'm going to be on that one, too. Shut up, yeah. man. How, you're getting like time all over the place. You know what? I'm uh, I'm really getting back into this uh, thing, and mm-hmm. the more stage time I do, the better, because uh, I always have like a, I kind of have like a writer's block type of deal. You Sometime, do? Yeah, you know, because I get comfortable with material and I want to just keep doing the same, 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 same stuff over again. And, that, you know, when you're doing like five or ten minute spots, you really don't have a lot of room uh, sure. to kind of do that. But but uh, with the last two shows I did, I did 40, almost 45 minutes on Thursday. It's a lot of time, dude. It's a lot of time, but, and, you know, it might not have been the pow, pow, pow kind of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, hilarious laughs, but I'm because I'm more of like a storyteller now, like a, you know, scenario uh, storyteller. Sure. And uh, you do spin quite a yarn, I have to say. I do. I do, don't You I? really yeah, do. Yeah. It's like a mule with a spinning wheel. No one knows how he got it and danged if he knows how to use it. But uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> 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 but um, but but yeah, I've been I've been doing this a lot more, and I and I I really uh, I like getting the time. Well, and I, like, I mean that's that's the whole thing. Yeah. In order to get good at it, you got to be doing it constantly. And I and I used to do it a lot until you know I got married, and then I started working here. Like there, there's really no being out until eleven o'clock on a school night. Yeah, uh, morning radio and stand up comedy do not really go hand in hand. Not really. No. So I, I I'm I'm piecemealing uh, my time you know, to certain things. But I also want to do it more frequently in order to get better at it. Sure. Let's kind of do it, so. 
It's going pretty good. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Thanks, man. Yeah, hey, listen, I'm in full support of that kind of activity. Well, you never know when this gig ends, so you got to find something to do. Maybe I can make 50, 50 bucks on a night where somebody else is paying 20 for dinner and a comedy show. <laughs> it's 728. News is next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Sunshine mixed with clouds. 732. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-in bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Police are looking for the public's help with information involving an SUV uh, suspected of hitting a teenager in a crosswalk. According to the West Springfield Police Department, around 4.52 p.m. on Sunday, a 15-year-old boy was running in the crosswalk at Amos Town and Piper Road when he was struck by a white SUV. The vehicle was traveling north on Piper when it turned left onto Amos Town Road and hit the boy, which sent him to the ground. The SUV did not stop and continued northwest on Amos Town Road. This, as Piper Road continues to be an ongoing safety concern for residents in the area, nearly a year ago, a 25-year-old woman and her dog were killed by walking across a crosswalk on that same road. Construction recently finished at Piper and Monastery Avenue, where that deadly accident happened almost a year ago. Uh, West Springfield town officials say it's all part of the bigger plan to address safety issues in the area of Piper, nearby Amos Town Road, uh, also equipped with speed bumps in efforts to slow drivers down. Now, we were talking last hour about those speed tables that right. they put in. That uh, the one in Suffield that I was going to tell you that I was going to tell you to go check out doesn't lo- no longer exists. Really? Yeah. yeah it was going to be uh, Steve Nagel's speed bump tour of 2023. You're going to make T-shirts like that, like a whole map of Western Mass, and like you know, pin where all the speed bumps are. Speed bumps. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like that idea. Uh, the boy was taken to the hospital for minor injuries and is expected to be okay. Uh, luckily, uh, police are asking residents on Piper and Amistown Road to check their video surveillance systems to help identify the vehicle involved and contact uh, the West Springfield police. So there you go. Uh, Holland. The country or the town? The town. The Holland Police Department is currently searching for a man who fled on foot from officers during a motor vehicle stop on Sturbridge Road. This was in the area of the Holland Elementary School. Police indicated that the man is Caucasian. No other information on his appearance has been given at this time. According to police, this individual may have court warrants uh, that caused him to flee. Police say there is no known danger to the public and multiple agencies. Canines and the MSP Air Wing were in the area looking. Man, if I were a Caucasian in Holland, I'd be looking at my, I'd be like looking over my shoulder the entire day. Dig it out like a sore thumb in Holland. You think uh, you, know, you think you could go incognito as a, ca- a Caucasian in Holland, but yeah. if the cops are on the lookout for a white guy in town, Appar- good luck to you. Apparently not. Try to camouflage yourself? You can't stick it. You can't uh, hide yourself. No. Not even if you wore a fake mustache. And I would imagine a Caucasian in Holland is wearing a hunting vest at this time of year anyway, just uh. to make sure. <laughs> Well, you want to blend into the scenery. You know, I was uh, I was driving up uh, in Worthington yesterday, and that's that's like out there. Oh and, yeah, and you see people walking their dogs, but the dogs and the people walking the dogs have the hunter gear on. You know, the vests. 
because you don't want to be shot by somebody yeah. while walking your dog out in the middle of a rural area like that. I can understand, uh, you know, why would why people would do that. You know, a lot of uh, you know there'd be a lot of dudes, you know, wearing the camouflage in the woods because you know they you know, they want uh, furry little wooden creatures to not notice them. Like you're a paintballer. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if I'm out there, dude, I want to wear some blaze orange. I want to wear some. Uh, some you know some fancy day glow colors. I want everyone to know. Hey, don't shoot at that guy. Did did you ever? Uh, did you ever? Uh, I don't remember what I was going to say. Did I ever what? I don't remember what I was going to say because you distracted me with the joke. That was no joke. Well, it was a. Yes, it was. It was an amusing aside. Was it really? Well, maybe. Uh, ten men were arrested last Wednesday following a Springfield Police anti-John operation at a hotel. The undercover uh, position, a prostitution operation featured members of law enforcement posing as escorts online in which people would offer money or something of value in return for sexual acts. Well, that sounds like prostitution. That man tried to have sex with me. He was wearing my Harvard tie. Like, oh, sure, he went to Harvard. Uh, this happened inside of a designated hotel room. They don't say what hotel it was at, but the anti-John operation was held to deter prostitution in the city. During the operation from 12 p.m. to 10 p.m., these 10 men allegedly came to a designated hotel room and were arrested for purchasing prostitution. They mm. came to a designated hotel room, did they? Yes. You mean they arrived? I'm not sure they all got to the chance of arrival. That's about a week's worth of arrival. Now, there's a, this is, uh, when you look at these 10 angry men, uh, you know, it represents a, a broad look of, uh, of our community. Yeah. Every, everybody is uh, represented, the young, the old, uh, you know, different ethnicities, uh, you know, different say uh, levels of attractiveness yeah and uh i mean is it so bad i'd love to know what hotel it's at i want to know what hotel it's at too i mean what i don't know if it's if you, this is happening at the your finest upscale five-star AAA recommended hotel or whether this is happening at some roadside uh, motor lodge yeah like uh why well, i don't want to name any places to disparage no, of course you don't want to do that. But uh, you think they ever did a, a sting operation at the Pines Motel over in Chicopee? I think there's enough stinging sensation <laughs> at that place that uh, everyone's covered. Whoa! You can lead a comedian to a joke, but you can't make him tell it. Good job, Baxi. That's what I was looking for happy right to do there. It. I was looking happy for the stinger it. joke. Not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be here all week. Try uh, the feel. I uh, oh, I mean, I these guys were just looking for a good time. You know, and some of these guys, like, around my age, you, know, you got to guess 59, 53, 53, 50. You know, listen, uh, it just shows that you don't have to be a young man to get a little notion. You know, and, you know? They're, and they're all decent-looking men. It's not like... Uh, well, that one guy's a little uh, sketchy. He's a little sketchy. But, uh, but they're all, like, decent-looking dudes. It's not like they're uh, horrifically ugly or anything like that. I'm sure they could go and... Meet a nice girl at, say, like a public library or, uh, you know, maybe through some sort of a dating application on your phone. Well, I, I told you the, uh, you know, the, uh, the that subreddit is called Am I Ugly? And these people, like, post pictures of themselves. Yeah. But it's really just a bunch of good-looking people looking for validation. It's not, uh, like, I'm going there to look for sloth from the Goonies. I'm like, let me feel better about myself yeah. and see somebody who's extremely ugly. 
to make me feel better about me. See, I'm pretty sure like Quasimodo knows he's going to fail that contest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, why just you know why just punish yourself even further? Well, because we live in a society where people are just uh, enthralled with themselves. I know. And they want uh, you know different kinds of. But there are two different kinds of people in the world. Yeah. The people get swiped left, and the people that get swiped right. Hmm. You know, and the people that uh, are on the wrong side. You know, they're facing an uphill battle for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And sometimes contacting a woman who is offering services in exchange for cash at a hotel, motel, holiday, holiday inn, inn then, you know, then that's, you know, listen, sometimes for some, that's the, the very best they can hope for. What is it if, you br- if she brings her girlfriend, make sure she brings her friend? Isn't that how it goes? I think it's something like that, Something yes. like that. Well, there you go. Uh, and they're not, the, these fellows aren't swiping anything. They're wiping left or wiping right. I think right now they're swiping their credit card so they can get out of jail. A uh, Pittsfield man was arrested in Russell on Friday evening and is facing several reckless driving charges, according to the Russell Montgomery Police, around 7.30 p.m. on Friday while officers were hosting the Santa at the police station. Officers were called to an erratic operator on uh, Huntington Road, which is also known as Route 20 in Russell, Uh, Upon arrival, officers encountered a heavily impaired driver who expressed intent to return to Pittsfield. My good sir, my intention on this trip down Huntington Road is to get all the way to Pittsfield on the other side of the state. Do you know where that is? Yes, sir. How many nip bottles are you carrying in your car? Uh, 62. One, two, three, 64. Upon her, yeah, they had the uh, uh, officers encountered a heavily impaired driver who expressed intent to return to Pittsfield. As the situation unfolded, the operator escalated matters by challenging officers to a physical altercation. I challenge you to a duel to let me get to Pittsfield. <laughs> Is this where he takes his glove off and slaps the cop in the, in the face? Yes. Zsa Zsa Gabor yeah. style? Additional officers. Officer, you have something on your uniform. Oh, I got your nose. Additional officers were called for backup, and the combative operator was successfully taken into custody. Now, police also, you got to go look at this. Go look at this on the 22 News website and see the picture of all the nip bottles. Police also discovered a total of 62 nip bottles in the vehicle before being towed away. Most of them were empty. The uh, male from Pittsfield now faces charges, including third offense OUI and several others. <laughs> you see this? I, I guess I hadn't seen all the nips, uh, yeah. you know, side by side like this. But there's loads of empties. What do you call this? Well, this is the mobile frat party. You know, if you put them all in a gift basket, that would be very popular at the Yankee Swap. Well, I'm, you know, I'm. You, now that you said that, I've done a lot of Jack and Jills over the years, and mm-hmm. there's always been these big baskets, you know, of liquor that people give away. Right. And, you know, I've seen some of them that carry that many nips of fireball. What? Well, I'm just counting how many are unopened. And so far, I'm seeing yeah. the, uh, the, the, the 10-pack and the other four, and I don't know what's going on with them Smirnoffs, but... Well, the Smirnoffs look full. The, those all look full. Yeah, he hadn't gotten to those yet. Yeah. Everything on the top row is full, but well, on the fo- on the bottom three rows, yeah, he's been a busy bee. Yeah, and they're not just regular. Not they're not all regular nip size. Some of them are the two shotters. There's the there's one, two, three, four of those. The you know the the double shots. It would be nice to know 
how quickly he went through all of these. Well, this is something that, uh, you know, was going on uh, for a period of time, or was this just like one good long ride? That's what I like to know. I don't know uh, if he started earlier in the day, uh, if he's been carrying these things around for weeks. Uh, I don't know. But if you're not drunk, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to get after <laughs> New John, all the alcoholics, where you at? Let's go. Shot, 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 shot. I think you have to go with like 37 different shots before you get to it. Everybody, shot, 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 shot. When I walk in the club. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast uh, today is going to be sunny with a high of 41. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's seven, almost 7.51, and ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 41. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It is 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Tickets are on sale now for Bourbon Barbecue and Blues. It's Saturday, February 3rd at the Delaney House in Holyoke from 6 to 9. And eating a great food, great drinks, and great music, too. Admission includes a Hudson whiskey tasting, a multi-course meal, and live music from Neil and the Vipers. Always a very classy, sophisticated uh, event. Great to go to for the uh, the bourbon barbecue of blues lover in your life. Tickets and info available at rock102.com. It's all brought to you by Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements, Aqua Pump, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's amazing idiots like us are able to pull off something classy and what did you say? call it? Sophisticated. Sophisticated? Yeah. We occasionally can uh, pull off a sophisticated event. Once a year, we clean up. Twice a year, well, we clean up. Yeah, you know, like the Big Bonk and Smoke is a sophisticated, uh, gentlemanly event. Oh, yes. You know, we, I, I'm just saying, like, it's just uh, out of our element. To be bougie. well, you, you and I are not the yeah. ones planning these things out. No. I mean, you and I are just uh, the ones who are asked to go and to wear our best clean T-shirt. Uh, yeah, the, the the least stained one. Yes. Yeah. And if I find that uh, there are certain bags and nagel or rock one or two T-shirts that uh, are beyond the point of being able to remove stains, I ask for a new shirt. Ah, I see how you do that. Yeah. Uh, when you were a young man, like in your twenties, yeah, did you did you ever do anything really stupid? Well, I mean, there were certain individual nights that were probably uh, like a like a drunken night. Yes, yeah, yes, quite uh, a few. A twenty three year old man in Florida named Anthony Lessa was arrested uh, last Friday after a drunken outburst at a restaurant, which included quote throwing gator nuggets. They're like chicken nuggets, but there's gator meat inside of them. Oh, okay. Uh, when someone confronted him, he ran over a life ran over to a life size manatee mannequin, which was outside the restaurant wearing a t shirt that says, "Did someone say tacos?" The manatee's wearing the shirt. Yeah, right? I like that. Uh, according to the report, Anthony then began sexually assaulting the manatee manatee mannequin. Now that's wrong, right? Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Thankfully, they didn't get uh, any more detailed about what that was, but the uh, police uh, showed up and charged him with disorderly intoxication and disturbance. He was booked and released, according to the internet. Anthony is a student pilot at the at a flight school in Florida. Well, was a student pilot. Yeah, I'm sure he'll listen. <laughs> you're you're doing this drugs. What would make you want to do that to a manatee mannequin? Well, I'm trying to think, you know, uh, what would I drink that would cause me to say, hey, you know what? 
And Manatee's looking pretty good. I've been, I've been turned down by everybody else in this place. Uh, that manatee is looking something uh, pretty special. Probably a parrot bay or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Right. Is, is something yeah. uh, something related. animal related. Uh, related. Yeah, like, uh, or what's a, a Yukon Jack. Oh, yeah. That was always a good one to make somebody go off the rails pretty quickly. <laughs> Did you ever have that stuff with Yukon Jack? Yeah, I've had the Yuk. That's sure. disgusting. It ain't good. Why, it ain't good. Why? What, what is it with these, like, you know, you know, trying something as a, as a teenager, you know, illegally, you know, right. booze. Mm-hmm. Like our big thing was either aftershock because it had <laughs> the it had the rock candy in the bottom of the bottle, right? Or it was Goldschlager. Goldschlager was a good one, and that was pretty much it as far as like we, we didn't really have liqueur like like all these now you have like many different varieties of li- of flavors yeah for things well you, they didn't have that say like in the 80s but uh, you know there were certain things that might have gotten served that always resulted in bad decisions yeah. and like uh, i would say like the entire line of mr boston's flavored vodka was always a bad choice. Yeah. It always resulted in things I that you just, regret. I, I just cringe just thinking about that name. Mr. Boston's flavored vodka. Yeah, like the lime vodka. Uh, there's nothing that you can mix with that that's not going to make it taste just awful. I remember my, a friend of mine stole a bottle of uh, Fleischmann's whiskey from his grandfather's uh, like liquor cabinet. Sure. And, uh, man, that was like pine needles going down your throat it was like it was like oh let, let's uh, i wonder what a pine tree tastes like yeah uh this is exactly what it tastes like oh and you can feel it sting the back of your throat i remember uh do you remember the beastie boys the who the beastie boys never heard of them. never heard of them yeah. well they were a uh they were a trio of uh, of young upstanding utes back mm-hmm. in the uh, in the 80s well they had a song called brass monkey yeah and uh you know back when i was in college yeah, that was a that license to ill album was a big a big record, right? And uh, we thought it would be great to go out and buy some Brass Monkey. That way we could sing the song and get drunk at the same time. Yeah. So we would all buy the DeKuypers Brass Monkey. Yeah. That funky monkey. We were the Brass Monkey junkies. That funky monkey. And then what would happen is we would drink it and immediately say, "I wish we hadn't have done this." Yes. Yeah, I, I, this is probably the hor- most horrible idea we could have collectively as a group. And that was it. It was it was decided upon as a collective. We could have had anything else on the on the liquor on, on, in the in the liquor store wall. Is, but we all chose to buy our own bottles of Brass Monkey. Is it like a what is it like a malt liquor? Is it like no? A, it's like a liqueur. Yeah, which you can you know often drink with other stuff. But when you're 21 years old in college, you're thinking, oh, God, we get right out of the bottle. Yeah. We need some ice cubes. Yeah, pass it around. We'll do some sips with the boys. That is disgusting. We would do all kinds of very disgusting things. Yeah, you know, that picture popped up in my memories on Facebook yesterday of me holding a giant 40 ounce. <laughs> what, what is that, Colt 45? Or a, <laughs> I think it was a King Cobra. Yeah, a King Cobra. Yeah. And uh, here I am holding that. At, that was at the 2010 Mayflower Marathon. And uh, I said, uh, I commented on it. I said, great memory, but uh, how, again, did we used to drink doing this and get drunk doing a three-day marathon? <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, at this age, I'm just like, oh, I need my sleep. Yeah. I need to get in bed. I need to take my nap.
uh, we, we were talking about it last month at the at the marathon. Yeah. I was thinking, God damn, he's right. How did how did we do that? Why did we do that? Well, What's wrong with us? Well, because we're men and we're idiots, and uh, that's usually the way history goes. So we're it, just carrying on a tradition. It's seven fifty eight with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and sticks with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be sunny today with a high of 41. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. You live in a pretty rural town, don't you? I would say. Or fairly rural. It's rural. Uh, you got anybody with chickens around you? You know anybody with chickens? <clears throat> I know there are people who have chickens in Hampton. Not, not, in, uh, not in my street, but yeah, there are people that have uh, the chickens. They need the eggs. Uh, well, Feeding Hills resident, uh, Christina L., says uh, keeping chickens in her backyard adds value to her family's life, including teaching her children responsibility and offering lessons about home-based education. Her campaign to make that more widely lawful in Agawam is nearing the finish line. The L's, who have lived in Agawam for several years, believe that people should have the right to produce their own food under reasonable circumstances, especially considering the food supply issues we all faced during the pandemic and the egg shortages of last year. Town councilors Anthony Russo and Cecilia Calabrese co-sponsored a policy uh, amendment uh, that, if adopted, would allow Agawam residents to keep hens for household use with a special permit from the Agawam Board of Health. I'm just surprised this wasn't already something implemented in the town of Agawam because you have quite a bit of rural space there. Yeah, but do you remember the story from a few years ago of this guy who had goats in Agawam? And the reason he had oh, goats, yeah. his wife had some sort of, uh, like, I don't know, it was like a lactose intolerance. And she could or, only drink the goat milk. She could only drink the goat milk. Right. And the town tried to shut this guy's uh, you know goat uh, farm down. Whatever happened with that? <sighs> I do remember that now, and I can't remember what the what the deal was with the goats. Well, I, my, yeah. my recollection is that they made him get rid of the goats. Um, okay, well, the, the ordinance here would call for hens to be contained in the back of a residential property in the A1 and A2 zoning districts. Uh, of course. Uh, oh, yeah, that's how the where A1 sauce is made, in the A1 district. The A2 sauce? Ew. Yeah, you stay know away from you that. Stay, yeah. A uh, chicken coop must have uh, three square feet per chicken and be connected to a 10-square-foot run that is 15 feet away from lot lines, 200 feet away from water supplies, and 50 feet away from any building on abutting properties. Hmm. Well, that's... Wow, That's kind of hard to do if you live in a really cramped neighborhood. Yeah. In addition, there must be a waste plan and no commercial sales, Russo said in an interview. Uh, a f- c- commercial sales or that doesn't mean you can't say, hey, there's eggs here. Take them out of the cooler and leave your $4 or whatever it is. I've seen That would people- be sales. Is that commercial sales? <sighs> I think that's a little bit different than. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you can make an argument either way. A first reading of an ordinance allowing people to keep chickens passed on December 4th at the town council with 10 in favor and none opposed and one absent. The uh, council will take a final vote on the revised backyard chicken ordinance on December 18th. Elle has been coordinating with the town and Russo to work on an ordinance that would allow her family and others to keep hens they purchased in the spring. These are the only pets that we have, she said. Elle petitioned the town to look at its ordinance because she received a notice from the town inspector informing her about a written complaint and in order to, quote, get rid of them, she told the Republican. Hmm. Uh, Elle said she was able to identify two major concerns after speaking with neighbors. Roosters making noise and the possibility of chickens attracting predators. She said she has no intentions of keeping a rooster and there have been no issues with the predators. 
Well, how are you not going to keep a rooster? I thought there uh, doesn't the rooster uh, have sex with the chicken? Who's having sex with the chicken? They're all having sex with the chicken. That's perverse. But uh, since the complaint was issued, L has gone. Uh, L has gone before the zoning board of appeals for a hearing to obtain a special permit in October. The planning board in November, after the new chicken ordinance was proposed to the town council, and the town council for a public hearing on the proposed ordinance held on December fourth. You know, I can understand if you're talking about a densely populated area mm-hmm. of Agawam. Okay, you know, neighbors complaining about the noise, the smell, the cock-a-doodle-doos, mm-hmm. what have you. But uh, fresh eggs are terrific. Fresh farm, fresh grade A's are fantastic. You can tell the difference, too. Like, Look from- at the yolk. Just the yolk, the color of the yolk itself. The yolk and the uh, and the and the white, the egg white part. It's all thicker. It's a yeah. lot thicker and uh, hearty, if you will. You know uh, what? They're absolutely fine. Now, uh, I don't know if uh, you're aware of this. I think I've uh, maybe revealed this before. Uh, chicken raising is a long-standing Baxendale tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, well, more or less. I mean, we haven't really done it in the last uh, 75 years. But nevertheless, my grandfather used to raise show chickens. Oh. And would bring his uh, his fowl all the way out to West Springfield at the Big E and show off his chickens. And yep. he won uh, prizes. And the chicken coop has that uh, on uh, my grandfather's property still stands today. My, it's like my dad built a house on the other side of the chicken coop. That chicken coop's been there for 80 years. No chickens inside, but for 80 years, that thing has been chicken ready. Do you know anything about like how they judge the chickens? Uh, yeah, they, they look at, uh, at, uh, at the, the based upon the breed of chicken, and there are many. Uh, you go by what would be the, uh, the standard of that particular breed. And you judge against that uh, that standard, much like a, a dog show. Yeah. So far, like, removed from, like, knowing specifics about... I, I get that that's a thing. And, mm-hmm. and, and, like, even when they show off, like, cows and stuff like that. What, what To me, looking at a cow, it's just a cow. Sure. You know? Like, so what is distinctly about the animals that they're looking for? Well, you've got different kinds of cows. You've got Jerseys, Guernseys, Heifers, Holsteins. You yeah. can go on forever. I mean, the list of chickens. I mean, I could go on for for uh, for days. I mean, there's like uh, hundreds of different uh, kinds of chickens. You know, when I get those... Uh, <laughs> when they get to the judges at the, uh, at the Big E... And mm-hmm. they're like, and they're, they're, the one, you know, label falls off, and they don't know what chick kind of chick, what kind of hen it is, right? Right. They're like, uh, sir, can you just describe what kind of hen this is? Well, it, uh, I don't really know the name, uh, but it gawks a lot, and it spills a lot of tea. Lots mm. of gossiping going on. Oh, that's an East Hampton hen. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how that works. Yeah. But I don't know anything about like how to distinct one chicken from another. Well, again, you, I think you have to be uh, certified to know the difference between, say, uh, a, a Buckeye or a New Hampshire or a Pinchon or a Brahma or a Delaware or Holland or an Iowa Blue or a, uh, an American Game Chicken. Uh, there's also the Jersey Giants and the Plymouth Rock or, or Bard Rock uh, Chicken. What about the Cornish ones? Well, those things are for those are sweatshop chickens. That seems pretty cruel. To kill the Cornish hens? You're killing a baby chicken, aren't you? They're not babies. They're full-size hens. Oh, I thought they were like baby chickens. 
No, no, they're 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 full size mature chickens. I always like the the guy uh, uh, years ago I saw on the internet with the video of him putting a Cornish hen inside of the turkey and telling his kids that the turkey had a baby inside. Oh so, my you know. god, that thing was just upsetting for the children. Yeah, but that's kind of funny actually. You, you, you cut open the, the cavity of the turkey and there's yeah. a little baby little turkey inside? Yeah, that's not going to that's not gonna poison a kid's <laughs> mind forever. No. But, ah, come on. Everybody needs therapy once in a while, don't you? Yeah, but you shouldn't be the one aggressively trying to put your kid into, into therapy because of your actions. It's like... Uh, according to the uh, GIS uh, system provided on the Agawam Town website and the Agawam Assessor's record card list, the L family residence is agriculturally zoned, but the inspection services and assessors departments told her the information on the town website was outdated. Well, then update it. What, what is, I, I don't understand what these, you know, uh, everything's outdated. Oh, that, that's old information. Okay, you're the town. You're supposed to be the one enforcing yeah. the laws. Like, wouldn't you update the information? What does does nobody out there have a pen? Apparently not. Yeah, like, go go. I mean, how difficult is it to change these kinds of bylaws? Uh, and they said our property is now zoned residentially, which doesn't allow for keeping chickens. The L property lies at the end of a residential zoning and abuts four agriculturally zoned properties. About forty percent of single-family homes sit on agriculturally zoned land, according to the town council president uh, Chris Johnson. The language in the current policy states that the full farm utilization of agricultural zone property kicks in at five acres or greater size parcel. Wow. I don't know. Would you want, if you lived in a crunched neighborhood, yeah. you know, where houses are pretty close together, would you want somebody raising chickens in the backyard? Probably no, prob- not. probably not because it, uh, it can be noisy and smelly. I don't know if you know this, but uh, yeah, chickens can be filthy, filthy birds. More like a cockadoodle don't. Right. You know? Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, I wouldn't want these chickens living next to me. On the other hand, I could use the eggs. Have you ever heard a rooster crow? Yes. It's so loud. Oh, yeah. And, and of course, it's never, well, it might be at 6 a.m. or something when the sun comes up, but it yeah. does it throughout the day, too. See, in my hometown, we had lots of people. I mean, it was a much more agricultural town than it is today. Yeah. You know, now it's a place where, like, rich people go and they can't afford to be near Boston. Yeah. So now it's a totally different town. But back in the, when I was a kid, there were farms, there were cows, there were chickens, there were all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, you'd hear the, uh, the roosters crow every single day. And it was annoying as hell, but that's you, you kind of get used to it after a while. Yeah, well, but it's not its not right next to you, though. That's what I'm saying. Like You can imagine having a neighbor. You, you, let's say you're in those neighborhoods where you got houses on both sides of the streets. Yeah. And all the backyards are adjoining. Well, you got like five people with chicken coops in the backyard. One of them rooster crows. Caca! Oh, I know. Or wait. Right. Is that how it goes? That's, yes. Or is it? The rooster goes, cock a little doo. Yeah. The, the, uh, forget it. I'm not going to. That, that was a bad joke. I, no, I know what the joke is. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. filthy. Uh, it is filthy, but uh, we'll, we'll save that for another time. But you know what? We'll these save pe- that for the OnlyFans page. These, we have spent way too much time on this topic, and these people should be allowed to have the chickens. It's 822 on Rock 102. Uh-huh. It's 826 of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You know, if you ever miss a part of the, uh, the Bax and Nagel show, always check out the daily podcast. It's available every single weekday. Uh, actually, any day of the week. Uh, brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got you back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest 
is uh, Lincoln Bloomfield, the uh, the bass player from the band Calacas, a band out of Boston, out of Cohasset. Used to play around here during the uh, the 70s. They had an album that came out in 1978. They've just released a brand new album out called uh, Hurtling Towards Extinction. Lincoln Bloomfield spent the years between that first album and now as a U.S. diplomat, uh, you know, working for the State Department and at the Pentagon. Fascinating guy and a really interesting interview. You can check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Sweet. Yes. Uh, what else? We Coming up t- tomorrow, we have uh, comedian Steve Veccarelli, who's going to be at the Loft Comedy Club. Uh, this Friday night, and, uh, and Marty starts stops by tomorrow. Marty will uh, will be here as well, and uh, it's going to be uh, one humdinger of a show. Yeah, that'll be a good one. That'll be fun. Always fun to have Marty. Would you sell your dog for two hundred dollars? No, two hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred thousand. Yeah. No. I would totally do that. Well, you would. Yeah. You know, my my dog's a good boy. He doesn't Listen, get into too much trouble. Uh, I have taken that dog in. I have fed him. He has destroyed many parts of my home. Mm-hmm. I still continue to love him, and I still continue to pet him because he is a lovable dog. But for two hundred grand, yeah, I know. Listen, buddy, go have fun. I'll see you at the Rainbow Bridge when this is all over. What am I gonna I, I, listen? I can be bought in a lot of other ways, but I know that if I sold my dog for any amount of money, yeah, my wife would hate that. Uh. Yeah, and I couldn't get away with it. Yeah, she she would. Uh, I believe there would be great resistance, even for two hundred thousand dollars. Well, a TikToker named Alexis Elliott recently got a uh, Doberman puppy that's around six months old now. She claims someone recently offered to buy the dog for two hundred thousand dollars, and she turned them down. Which makes me believe that if it's on TikTok, she's probably making it up. <laughs> Who's spending that much money on a Doberman puppy? Uh. I don't know, but she told her husband, no way, because the dog is like her baby, and she feels like she's birthed it. Okay, well, you know uh, what? Now well, you got bigger problems than turning down $200,000. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe you married a, a, a woman who's a little bit out there. She says she'd never sell her dog for any amount of money, but was curious what other people would do. So would you sell your current dog or cat for $200,000? Two nine three one zero two one. You know, I, um, I, boy, I tell you, you know, because you know, we've had our dog for years. Yeah. So the idea of like getting rid of them that would be very hard to do, but a puppy you're just getting to know them. And and, and again, yeah. what's what's crazy to me is now there's anything wrong with a Doberman. Nothing wrong with a Doberman puppy. But no Doberman puppy's worth two hundred thousand dollars. You can get a two hundred thousand dollar dog for free at a pound. Yeah, and this is why I'm saying this is probably uh, a made-up story. It's totally bogus. Because, again, if somebody who has that kind of money is has is going through a breeder to buy, you know, the dog that they want. They're, yeah. They're going through a very expensive uh, methods to do that. They're not asking some random lady on TikTok who's trying to get followers. Even if you go through Hey, a- can I have your dog for $200,000? Even if you're going to like a high scale breeder, they're not going to jack you for two hundred thousand dollars for a dog. Maybe it was one of those like uh, somebody was trying to hit on her. Hey, uh, I'll give you two hundred thousand dollars for that dog. No, I would never do that. Well, what if I gave you two hundred thousand dollars to show me your sweater puppies? Okay, you know. Like, yeah, well, yeah. see now that yeah, I would your do. mind changes as soon as uh, you know someone yeah. else comes into play. Well, I'd show my naughty bits for two hundred thousand dollars, but I'm not giving away my dog. I don't know anybody who'd want to see my naughty bits for. T- I don't even want to know if it's if you see my naughty bits for two dollars, let alone two hundred thousand dollars. 
<laughs> I mean, I'd be lucky to get a twenty cent mark for that. I, I think you got to at least put the deposit down yeah. before you actually show off the goods. All right, who wants to see a tic tac for two hundred thousand dollars? Just a little tiny guy. Ooh, it's like a, one of those little smokies they serve at, di- at uh, pigs in a blanket. I may regret this financial decision. Yes, this <laughs> this might not be the best thing for me to invest in. <laughs> Perhaps not. Eight thirty one news is next. A Rock one hundred two. Here's your Western Ma- GaryRomeHunday.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. Police are looking for the public's help uh, with information involving a white SUV suspected of hitting a teenager in a crosswalk. According to the West Springfield Police, around 4.52 p.m. on Sunday, a 15-year-old boy was running in the crosswalk at Amos Town and Piper Road when he was struck by a white SUV. The vehicle was traveling north on Piper Road when it turned left onto Amos Town Road and hit the boy, which sent him to the ground. Then the SUV didn't stop. It just continued going north on Amos yeah. Town Road. So now uh, the good news is the kid's uh, was, I mean, he's was injured, but he's going to recover from that. Uh, but the bad news is they don't know where this uh, white SUV is. So they're asking people with ring cameras or any other kind of surveillance around the area to uh, help out if they can. 4.52 p.m. on mm-hmm. Sunday. You're leaving the scene of an accident. I hope they find you. Yeah, I would, uh, I would hope they, they would. Uh, Ten men were arrested last Wednesday following a Springfield anti-John operation at a hotel. The undercover prostitution operation featured members of law enforcement posing as escorts. I'd love to see Nick Kochi in a dress. (laughs) (laughs) Who is it? Hello? Oh, yes, I'm the ad on the internet you responded to. Just leave the money on the table. What's, 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 What's your name? Nikki! <laughs> I don't think the sheriff is involved in this. Do you see what I'm doing here? Yeah. I'm putting my pinky up to my... Nobody can see this but you. Yeah, but, but, but like like Dr. Evil. Mm-hmm. Come on in. That means two things. Eddie <laughs> <laughs> uh, who... Uh... Anyway, they were posing as escorts online in which people would offer money or something of value in return for sexual acts inside a designated hotel room. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, Hold on. I know. You can you can barter? Apparently you can. All right. All right. Here's what we're going to do. I will mow your lawn. Oh, deal. <laughs> but we're going to do things the hard way. Well, that's like the old joke of the... Uh, the prostitute going up to the guy and going, hey, look, uh, I'm really hard up right now. Uh, I'll do anything you want for 150 bucks as long as you can say it in three words. And he goes, okay, paint my house. Ah, see, that's, a great, yeah, that's a great that's one. A great one. That's it a, is. That's a great it's a one. very good one. What kind, of, uh, what kind of other items do you think are being offered for uh, favors? I don't know, like a, like a baked good, a, a charcuterie board perhaps? Hey, hey, look, I don't have any money, but uh, I have a gift certificate uh, for a free oil change at Firestone, <laughs> which expired in 1989, but you can just rub the numbers off and they'll never know the difference. Listen, I don't have cash uh, today, but I do have these free passes to the Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a fur burger today. <laughs> <laughs> His name's Wimpy. He's, yeah. He's the right. guy in the middle there on the uh, on the desk during the operation from 12 p.m. 
to 10 p.m., uh, these these 10 men, I like how they write that, these 10 men allegedly came to a designated hotel room and were arrested for purchasing prostitution. Uh, and they list all their names here, and, uh, you know, they have all their pictures up on the on the website, and uh, it's just like a, it's like a Brady Bunch t- tiled yeah. thing. <laughs> Here's a story. Yeah. Of a lucky lady. Yeah, well, a lucky lady. <laughs> I just, I Who still was busy busting ten men of her own. I'd like to know what the barter is. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. Um, I brought this basket of cookies. What can I get for this? But a handshake and a yeah, <laughs> and a boot out the door. A handshake. That's all you're gonna get out of me. Now, I'm looking at this collection of uh, of dudes, and and you know what I mean. For some, you can say, well, there must be some nice girl they could meet somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, sometimes just paying to get it out of the way and leave has its uh, has its appeal for some men. Yeah. You know, some of these guys aren't really interested in all the whining and dining and fancy romance of a full blown out relationship. They just want a good five, ten minutes of enjoyment. Is that so wrong? I believe the eloquent name is Rub and Tug. That's all I want oh, I is know. a Rub and Tug. I know. Uh, a Pittsfield man was arrested in Russell on Friday evening and is facing several reckless driving charges, according to the Russell Montgomery Police, around 7.30 p.m. on Friday. While officers were hosting Santa at the police station, officers were sent to an erratic uh, operator call on uh, Route 20 in Russell. Sorry, Santa. We're going to have to end this little mixer here. Uh, somebody's driving erratically down Route 20. Oh! 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 <laughs> Or is it, oh, no, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm not paying attention. Uh, upon arrival, uh, officers encountered a heavily impaired driver who expressed intent to return to Pittsfield. Excuse me, officer. I would like to go back to my hometown of Pittsfield. Sir, I'm, uh, I believe it's pronounced Pittsfield. Have you ever been there? Because fact, I have. Matter of fact, I feel like my pants from all of these nips I've been drinking feel like a big piss How many uh, nips are we talking about again, Steve? 62 nips. <whistles> and uh, minus, well, let's see. Yeah, I'm trying to look at this picture again. There's one, two, three, four, five, six free Smirnoffs, like, you know, out of the box. Right. And then there looks like there's another eight or nine inside of that box, and then the rest of them are all fireball. Most of them are empty, with the exception of one 10-pack and four nips. Yeah. This guy was drinking fireball. Oh, yeah. That'll get you going. Make you want to drive through Russell on a Friday night. Mr. Mr. Watts Infinity, (laughs) you know the roof all fire. We, we go, go boogie, 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 boogie jiggle, jiggle, and dance. <laughs> like a roof on fire. We go, go drink, drink, and take shots until we fall out. Like a roof on fire. I get that part I'm on fire. I said, I'm a fireball.
from Pittsfield now faces charges, including a third offense of operating under the influence and several others. He was arraigned in Westfield District Court the following morning. The Russell Montgomery Police extends gratitude to witnesses who promptly reported the incident preventing uh, potential harm that night. Can you imagine uh, what if they had to bring Santa with them on the call? <laughs> you think Santa was doing a ride-along in Russell? You imagine yeah. if he was sitting in the back of the paddy wagon? Looks like someone's been naughty this year. Fireball. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 41. A great day to drink Fireball if you want. <laughs> Just not in Russell. Sunny tomorrow and a high of 40. It's 32 in downtown Springfield. And I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. With its classic rock, 849 and Nirvana with Bax and Nagel. On Rock 102. Sunny with a high of 41 today. Sunny and a high of 40 tomorrow. It is 32 right now in downtown Springfield. It's a uh, shop Tuesday this morning at 9 o'clock. If you go to rock102.com, you could save 30% off to Simple Gifts Farm in North Amherst. You can get to organic produce, pasture-raised meat, uh, free-range eggs, local dairy, and a whole lot more. It's 9 o'clock this morning on the Shop 30 store at rock102.com. Don't miss out. 30% off. Not a bad deal. And it's not, I know this is the featured one that we're doing today, but there's other stores on there. You can save uh, lots of deals on Oh, that. yeah. But I mean, I like that uh, I like that farm fresh stuff. I love farm fresh stuff. Yeah, I do too. I, like- I, I belong to, they have got, they've got CSAs there too, but I've belonged to like, uh, you know, produce CSAs in the past. Yeah. You get a lot of stuff, but it's kind of cool. Did I tell you I tried the raw milk? No, no, you, was, yeah. yeah what do you I, think? I, I, it was okay. I don't know if I would. I, you can't drink it like you're drinking a glass of milk. Oh yes, you can. Really? It, it's just so heavy. The first, uh, yeah, I know. It's it, heavy. It's very heavy. You know, I, the, the weird thing about it is, like, my entire life, I grew up drinking um, uh, skim milk, mm-hmm. and then I, you know, then I learned that you know, skim milk is actually the most unhealthy option when it comes to milk, and that. Yeah. Uh, you know, they take all the nutrition out of it by skimming it out of there. Uh, but many years ago, uh, I went to uh, somebody's house and they had raw milk, and I uh, I had it, and I thought, oh my god, this is this is fantastic. And that's when you said, I like it raw. I like it raw. Yeah, right. And so uh, I, I thought, and I wound up not being able to stop drinking it. Of course, uh, yeah, that probably wasn't the healthiest thing you could do. But I, you know, I, there's a lot of people where they think it's uh, very controversial. But uh, yeah, I don't mind raw milk at all. Uh, you know what? You brought up a good point because I was uh, talking to somebody yesterday about this. This is uh, you talk about fatty, like drinking a lot of fatty stuff. Yeah, and that was when you were a kid, right? How long ago was that? When I was a kid, I was I would drink the skim milk. The skim milk. Yeah. But now you drink, but then you would you drank the fat milk. Yeah. Which yeah. is not good for you to constantly drink all that kind of stuff. There's this place called Lifeline Screening. You ever seen this place? No. You basically, you paid like $159 and they'll do a scan on you to tell if you have any blockages or anything like that that you might need to go see a doctor for. Hmm. Okay. That's actually not a bad idea, especially with the way healthcare works now. Like, you go to a doctor and you can only be in there for like 10 minutes and they don't really do the thorough inspection anymore because they have so many other patients out there. But for 200 bucks, if you get the whole thing scanned, 
and uh, make sure you're uh, you're up you're you're good to go. Yeah, that well, wouldn't be a bad idea. Not everybody has a uh, you know two hundred bucks to burn on uh, on something like that. But you I mean it, no. you, you could find out some very important stuff that could save your life. Well, that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Hey, listen, this, this is the greatest healthcare system of the world. It's called a pay to play system. <laughs> And if you don't have enough money, yeah. then uh, you're out of luck. Yeah, if you if you if you got money, you're yeah. going to live forever. Yeah, if you don't, right. you're going to die. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the way it works. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I would do that. Yeah, well, you know, I've I've, I've had uh, scans in the past, you know, because of uh, all my various uh, you know medical maladies. Yeah, but that was ordered by a doctor who, sure. because you had some sort of. Uh, symptom that required whatever test you were taking. This is the thing where you can just go get whatever test you want. Yeah. Well, not whatever test you want, but it's like a scan your uh, coronary arteries and all that stuff. Listen, uh, I don't think we as people really understand nutrition all that much. I think we just assume that we know it all, but I don't think we know jack squat about how this actually works. You know, what? like certain foods affect us in different ways. And I think yeah. we assume, oh, it can't, can't be cholesterol. You know, you, you, cholesterol kill you. Well, you know, there's some cholesterol that actually keeps you alive. Well, you know, I, I said that years ago when, uh, you know, we, we first started feeding the kids, like, adult food. You know, yeah. you, you start doing that. And, uh, you know, the, the pediatrician was like, well, what are, you, what, are you, what are you cooking? And, you know, my white wife would be like, well, we're, you know, we're skinless chicken and he goes, you don't have to have skinless chicken. Like that—that's good cholesterol. Yeah. Like for for, and they need that kind of thing to to get growing. It's when you get into the saturated fats from the, you know, the uh, the bag of pork rinds that you just bought. Who's uh, buying pork rinds for the kids? I don't know. I don't think my kids would have ever liked pork rinds if I had give. You if can't I use if that I, as a Zwieback yeah. toast, you know, <laughs> it's not. It's it's not the uh, the biter biscuit of a new age. And, yeah, to me, it's like. Uh, you know, I, you're not going to swap a kid's goldfish crackers out for some pork rinds. No kid's going to allow that. Well, what about those kids who are considered old souls? Isn't there one out there who would, would not, not want a bottle of, of milk and would prefer a PBR with a bag of pork rinds <laughs> a, and a deviled egg and a ham hock from the Elks Club on a Sunday afternoon? Yeah, I think there's plenty of kids out there. You're right. There are that. kids that are old beyond their Listen, years. Listen, there's a market for everybody. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, listen, I think chicken skin is one of the most delicious things you can eat. Prepared properly. Oh, I yeah. If, like, it's, if it's like been like uh, soaked in water and it's all rubbery out of the yeah, crock pot, no, I don't no, like no, that. No, it's no, no, no. It's got to be nice and crispy. Uh, a nice uh, burnt crisp. Not burnt, but like a like, like a toasted uh, crisp to it. You know what? Uh, I saw uh, one of those uh, videos on the TikToks the other day mm-hmm. of this master chef guy. I'm not going to say which one, but he suggested what you do is you take the chicken... Uh, skin off your chicken, uh, like right off the raw chicken, yeah. and you pop it in the oven with some salt and pepper. He said it's the most delicious thing you could ever have. Wait a minute, you take, sprinkle it on salads and stuff. Take this raw skin off. Take the raw skin off the yeah. chicken, and you put it in the oven, and oh, you, I you, you said roast mi- it. I thought you said microwave. I, did I say I could? I, yeah. I meant I meant you roast it in the oven. It gets all crispy and delicious, and then you could like uh, you know sprinkle it all over your your salads and stuff. Oh, you can have the uh, skin chips. Yes. Yeah. How oh, delicious does that sound? Dahmer used to make those. This guy I used to hang out with. He did, yes. He just wanted to take some pictures and share some uh, skin with you. He had some great recipes. Yeah. Uh, chewing the fat with that guy. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Well, let's face it. A sandwich is a sandwich, but, but a sandwich is a meal. It's 8.56 at Rock 102. Attention, football know-it-alls. 